Good morning. How are we doing? Did you write down your Advent resolution as I challenged you to do last time? Did you follow it? During the hustle and bustle of the season, you know, are we letting our focus be stolen by parties, by ugly sweaters, by decorating, by gifts? I have to admit that I was not always faithful in, in doing my resolution. I messed up a few times, you know, but I stopped and thought about it, asked forgiveness, and I tried again. It can be easy, with all of the stuff going on, to miss the heart of the season. To fully embrace the holiday season and all that it can mean for us, Let's focus our hearts on Jesus, Emmanuel. The readings that the church provides us on this fourth Sunday of Advent present us with contrasting reactions of two men who are given the same sign. And it's a sign that's also given to us. The virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and he is Emmanuel. God with us. In our first reading today, we meet Ahaz. He's the king of Judah. He's listed in the genealogy of Jesus Christ. And, yeah, by all accounts, he wasn't the greatest king in the world. Um, He was so afraid that his country was going to be attacked that he made an alliance with with the kingdom of Assyria. And his fear was, was causing him to be irrational and it was making the people around him crazy. I mean, Ahaz looked at the world at him, around him, and to him, it seemed like everybody was out to get him and, and that the world was falling apart. And his fear affected the people. Leadership can affect the people and cause them to do all kinds of crazy things We've seen that in our country in the last several years. But he was causing people to lose hope and to turn away from God. I mean, you know, if we just look at the world around us today, it it can kind of seem like everything's falling apart, that evil is taking over. And it causes a lot of people to despair. Ahaz attempted to solve his problems by himself without the help of God. And and just prior to this passage, he has gone out to observe what is being done to secure the city's water supply. You know, he's making his plans in the event that that Jerusalem is taken under siege. You know, this gives the prophet Isaiah a perfect opportunity to challenge Ahaz to consider what he is doing to secure the kingdom's relationship with God. Isaiah tells Ahaz to pick any sign that will convince him of God's love and protection over the city. Isaiah wants Ahaz to trust that the attack that he fears is not going to happen. Surprisingly, Ahaz refuses the invitation to trust. He's already has his plans in place. 
and he feels that asking for a sign from God will be an imposition. In reality, I don't think he really wants to know what God had to say, and this is a convenient excuse for him not to ask. How much of Ahaz is in each one of us? How many of us tell ourselves, I got this. I don't need any help. I don't want to bother God with my problems. It can be easy for us to find excuses not to communicate with God. But we can't let anything keep us from hearing and obeying God. But it's not enough to just hear from the word of God. We must act on his words as well. St. James reminds us that it's not enough to talk the Christian faith. He says that we must live it. What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you have faith but don't show it in your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Matthew's Gospel introduces us to a second man, Joseph. Joseph was a man of strong faith. And as a husband and father, I, I love St. Joseph. He, he shows what it is to be a man of God. There was a, a um, commercial out several years ago for the army I think it was the army, and it said it was the toughest job that you will ever love. St. Joseph had the toughest job that you would ever love. He was a father. He was a husband. It doesn't get any tougher than that. As I reflected over this reading in St. Joseph over the last few days, I wondered if St. Joseph ever knew the frustration, the anger, the temptations of life. And I think he probably did. I mean, he was human. He was flawed. And he was probably prone to doubt and selfishness and sin and fear, just like all of us. He may have spent a lot of time praying for patience or for a job or good, good health, just like we do. And imagine how he must have been feeling when he found out that Mary, his betrothed, his wife, was expecting a child, and he knew that that child was not his. He would most likely have felt betrayed. You know, how, how would you react if someone told you what Mary had told Joseph? You know, it, it, it's an explanation that defies logic. It, it was mind-boggling to accept that the father of the child was God. I, I don't think I could have handled it quite as well as Joseph did. You know, it... But Joseph, he, he didn't lash out. 
didn't curse or condemn or scream or fuss. He didn't go on Jerry Springer and tell the world how terrible a wife he had. Instead of lashing out, he decided that out of respect for Mary's character and the explanation she had given him, as well as her attitude toward the expected child, that he had to break the engagement, break the marriage. But he was determined to do it in such a way that it would not cause shame, public shame, to Mary. But he changed his plans. I'm, I'm sure that when he went to bed that night, he had been thinking about all of this stuff that Mary had told him and how this could happen and what he was going to do. So he would have been thinking about this as he went to sleep. But while he was sleeping, the angel visited him in his dream, telling him not to be afraid. Joseph trusted what God had in store for him, and he moved forward in faith. He obeyed God and continued with the marriage. Although others may have disapproved of his decision, he trusted God and did what he knew was right. Sometimes we avoid doing what's right because we are afraid of what other people might think about us. But Joseph, like we, must choose to obey God rather than seek the approval of others. Joseph never uttered a word in the Gospels, but he spoke eloquently with his actions. St. Joseph listened and responded to what he heard. He dared to believe the unbelievable and surrendered his doubt to God and the message of an angel. The virgin has conceived and will give birth to a son, and he is Emmanuel. Joseph took a leap of faith, echoing in his actions Mary's own Magnificat. I am the servant of the Lord. Be it done unto me according to your word. And as a result of this moment, a family was born, a holy family. God's great plan could be fulfilled. And it's that way with all of us. God's work can only be fulfilled when we give our assent. We are called, like Joseph, to cooperate and collaborate with God's plan. We are called to fulfill a dream, God's dream in our life. Doing that often demands the hardest thing that many of us can do. Trust. I saw a statistic the other day that the average lifespan of the human is 72 years. That means an average of 72 Christmases, 72 Advents. What have we done to prepare for the coming of Christ? Are we cooperating with God 
to fulfill his plan in our lives? Christmas is a joyous time of year for many people, but it's also a time of depression for many others. Those who are alone, who are poor, who are sick, those who have lost a loved one to COVID or for some other reason, they need the light that Christ brings to the world. But we must remember that we are called to be that light. We are called to cooperate with God's plan. If you know anyone who is alone or hurting, reach out to them, call, send a card, stop in and see them, let them know that they are not alone and that someone cares and loves them. This could be the last Christmas that they or you experience. And, and I'm not trying to be morbid when I say that. I'm just reminding us that, that every day is a gift from God. And we can't take that gift for granted. Did you forgive as I challenged you to do last time? If not, there, there's still time. Do not be afraid. Fear causes us to hold back the light. But to conquer our fear, we only need to turn our eyes toward the manger to be reminded of what trust in God can do. All we need to do is raise our eyes to the consecrated host to realize what can come from dreaming and listening and responding to the will of God. Do we do that? Can we even try? The final days of Advent offer us an opportunity to make ourselves fully ready for God to enter our world. But Advent asks us to do something more than prepare the way of the Lord. It asks us to prepare ourselves for God's will in our lives. And I challenge you to seize these days. Make them matter. Prepare. Get to confession. Find time for quiet reflection away from the noise and the distraction and the stress of the season. Listen. Be bold. Trust. Do not be afraid. Because... The virgin has conceived and bore a son, and he is Emmanuel, God with us, and the gates of hell shall not prevail. God bless you and grant you a joyous and blessed completion of Advent and all of the joys that the Christmas season has to offer.